up, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Live Free Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Maxwell. Today's guest is Mr. Tim McCormick. He is an old pal of mine from the San Diego art early days. He came to the studio. We, uh, It's nice to have a in-house guest. They're few and far between. But you get a little bit more of an intimate conversation, maybe? I don't know. Skype is so real-ish that it, it's pretty close to the same thing. But luckily enough, Tim was in town and uh, was able to come by and sit down and have a conversation with me. And we actually have a conversation about conversations, which is kind of funny. Uh, We also talked the early days, uh, the Zappas, fame, cannibal flower, motivations, being a caveman, the puzzle, gardening, and fearlessness. So, as always, make sure you go check out MikeMaxwellArt.com. Click on the podcast, you get all the information about all the shows and all the artists that have been on and what the, what the fuck we talk about. You can click on the PayPal button over there and donate to the show if you are so inclined. Shows will always be free, which has nothing to do with the title, but they, they're they always free. Uh, but if you want to donate, you could do that via that method. You could subscribe to the show via iTunes. If you don't fuck with the iTunes, I guess all the Verizon Android folks, you can use the Stitcher app and just search Mike Maxwell, the free podcast, and you'll get all that shit. Make sure you follow Producer Lex on Facebook and on Twitter at Producer Lex. And you can follow me at Mike Maxwell Art and follow the free podcast. There's like pages on the faces and the twits. Um... It's funny, I almost, I really, I should have actually not promoted anything. That's the the gist of this podcast episode. Um, it, it seems like there's a recurring theme here going of just do whatever the fuck you want and whatever makes you feel good as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else, I suppose. So that's been the theme. If you've been listening to the shows the last few episodes, that's been sort of a re- reoccurring theme, like being fearless and just going for it and just making whatever you feel like you're supposed to make as an artist. Um, so I'm trying that for a little while. We'll see how it goes. Um, and hopefully you will too. So make sure you, uh, you can find Tim on Facebook. I think that's all that he fucks with. Uh, and we get into that at the end of the episode. So with all that said, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Mr. Tim McCormick. Producer Lex, we're back. What's Another up, episode man? of the Live Free Podcast. We have a uh, we have very special, guest. yeah, very special episode today. In-house guest. It's rare. I think, uh, I don't know that we've had one here in the new studio. Oh, yeah, we had a, uh, Marcello. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. And Jasmine. Jasmine, Jasmine was yes. She was one of the first. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, maybe we can get a two-person round of applause for Mr. Tim McCormick. You can clap for yourself too if you want. Thank you. So What's up, bud? Much. Not much, man. Man, it's it's uh it's good to see you. It's been a, a really long time, I guess. It, it has been. It has been. And um, you know, I was thinking before I came on here that this is probably going to be the longest conversation maybe me and you have ever sat down and just had face to face. I don't Even know. I've, I've known you for a long time, though. You know? I feel like we've spent some hours in the gallery. Like hanging sure. shows or that's like true. installing yeah, yeah. that, uh-huh. but maybe that's not as focused. But what I mean is like yeah, like sitting down and just having a conversation. Dude, you to really talk. don't have yeah. these types of conversations with many people now. Totally. Like, and you that's know, 
Yeah. Sometimes online, I guess, people get into like some instant message like back and forth, but it's not the same. It's like sitting down and focusing because you know you're not fucking looking at your phone. Lex will be looking at his goddamn phone <laughs> all the time at some point. <laughs> yeah, and just the interpersonal action, you know, where I'm going to actually speak to you rather than whatever could be misinterpreted through writing or, yeah, you know, you have sure. to think about that so much. Yeah, it's, it's, it feels it's, it's sort of therapeutic sometimes to do these things. I think for, for me personally, and I, I talk about this a lot, but uh, just taking the time because it's, it, the artist's life is such an isolated, very sometimes lonely, oftentimes lonely uh, environment in that you work fucking 14 hours a day or whatever to, to make your work. And you, you, there isn't a lot of social activity time for a lot of people who are working nonstop. Yeah, well, I've been social with, I mean, I guess for me, because before I, I would work more isolated than I am now, I guess. You yeah. Know, um, just because of my recent move and stuff like that. Well, let's jump back. So I guess I've known you at least 15 years. I think I've been doing art full time for a, over a decade now. Where did we meet at? We met probably through, probably through Radioactive Future that's what I Collective. Was I think exactly. that's. But there was this, a group of us in like the San Diego art scene, pre, beginning internet, like early like birth stages of the internet, like of artists using websites to promote shit. Um, I think. I had done a couple shows already, but maybe less than five, a handful, when I guess you, uh, Pamela Yeager, who I, I want to get on the show, we, we uh, somebody actually told a story about her just recently, um, who else, uh, Scott Saw, who I, I still work with on occasion, uh, we did Comic-Con together a couple times, um, so we started showing in like the cafes around downtown and for me i feel like i was just starting out i feel like you sort of already had a head start on the game i feel like you were already sort of i thought you i mean as far as showing in downtown you know i had already been doing other stuff with skateboards and surfboards for a long time and just kind of doing it on my own but i had just had a show probably my first show before then really yeah where i really bothered to not not bothered but like that i you know focused myself and said okay i'm gonna do art you know yeah more in a art for art's sake see i kind of had you at it like a little head start on me it felt like uh and i don't know i think maybe that was just in that i felt i think you were a little more advanced like painterly did you well Well, i'm older than you too you know what i mean like uh, you're 36 yeah yeah so i'm i'm 44 so So, yeah like a a generation ahead of me so, so that's all, all, you know. Did you grow up in San Diego? I grew up in, um, I mean, I'm from, originally I was born in uh, Burbank. Uh-huh. And I grew up in uh, North Hollywood, just as a little kid, till okay. I was about eight years old. Yeah. But that had a big impact on me. Yeah, it's such a weird fucking area. Yeah, and like, uh, you know, I, I always tell people, you know, the first person that ever really talked to me like a human being was Frank Zappa. How rad is nice. that? Nice. How did yeah, that so, go down? <laughs> excuse me. So, you know, anyway, um, yeah, I was best friends with Dweezil Zappa in, like, first grade. 
and we had um, Carpinteria Elementary School or something like that uh-huh. in um, Studio City is where I lived. So uh, did you already have a sense of uh, what celebrity well, was? Well, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah. And Andy Griffith lived like three houses down the street from us. Yeah. You know, just he, he had, we were in a modest neighborhood kind of. Now it's really awesome. But like he had a little gate at the end of the road, you know, that went down to a big, um, you know, area where obviously his house is. I never got down there, but it was like he, I saw that guy drive by every day. You know, yeah. going home back and forth, and I'd be out there on my big wheel or something. <laughs> and there's that guy, and then I'd go inside, and you know, there's he's on the television set, right? You know, and you recognize. Excuse me. You recognize the real life guy was the same guy on the. Yeah, television. exactly, exactly, and because you know, people be like, "Oh, there he is," and there he is on the TV. Even yeah. though I'm small, you yeah. know, I'm like getting this really interesting perspective on things like that. Yeah. Like fame and stuff like that. Right. And like Leif Garrett used to live right around the corner and he was kind of a dork, you know. <laughs> and then he got to be this big superstar and then yeah. he turned into kind of a dork. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like weird how. You catch him on those like weird VH1 shows that come on. They like, they'll get like, uh, I guess what somebody would refer to as like D list celebrities and like comedians and shit mm-hmm. and they'll just like talk shit about like videos uh-huh. he's always on there he looks yeah so... yeah no it's just and i don't mean to talk trash on the guy yeah I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to throw him under the bus no no what i'm saying is just that it's interesting to see someone who was like a kid around the neighborhood uh-huh. I, i'm he's obviously older than me you know but then you know later in life even after i think i moved down to san diego he became like some superstar yeah, and then even yeah. in other people, you're like, oh, I remember him. He was lived right around the corner and hung out with my brother, and then people don't even believe you, and you're like, whoa, you know. Or Valley Girl came out, and I remember saying, oh, I know Moon. You know, I, yeah. I saw her playing with little dolls or something when we were kids, and then it's so strange. And then, but p- what's interesting too is like people like kind of are like they don't believe you or something, and you're like questioning why they would do that. You it's see. almost like I it, it, there's becomes this with performers. It seems mm-hmm. like there's this disassociation from the character that they're playing and the person that they really are. And there's even though people consciously know it, they like they I know that that is the mm-hmm. person. I think a part of their brain, a part of our brains, have has a hard time associating the two being different. You know, and so people get like hyper fascinated and then the like doubt comes from like oh they're a character how could you possibly have met them well well also i think it see i I, i'm obviously speaking of it from a childhood perspective yeah when i'm like before eight years old and then growing up remembering all that and seeing how the world is kind of and then seeing other things around you it gives you a weird perspective on something like fame that a lot of people are really into yeah, I mean, I was just in uh, Los Feliz mm-hmm. uh, yes- yesterday, the day before, and uh, I got tattooed by Mike Giant, and we went to the like uh, little diner spot just down the street from the shop that he's working in, and uh, Napoleon Dynamite's grandma was sitting at the booth <laughs> next to me, and like a part of me was like, oh, hey, there's Napoleon Dynamite's grandma. And it, that's the same thing. Even though I consciously know that this woman is playing a character, uh-huh. she's sitting there with somebody that she knows uh-huh. and is eating, and she's a regular person. But part of you is like, no, that's Napoleon Dynamite's grandma. And then <laughs> you put like this weird specialness to it. Mm-hmm. Like it even 
it like almost changes the energy that the fact that other people know who the person is this is the thing i i find the most bizarre and interesting about fame mm-hmm. and acknowledgement is when a group of people knows one person but that one person doesn't know the group of people which is now something that we're all sort of facing with social media right like we have tons of friends who we kind of know but if like you run into them on the street like you might walk by three or four of your fucking facebook friends and not know it yeah so yeah, that's th- sort that's of- that's why i came here today too you know what i mean it's like i don't want to talk to you over the computer i haven't seen you in so long and i yeah. know you and it's like why not just go see mike Right. You know, yeah. And meet Lex. There's and, and, there's a there's a bigger yeah. di- or different dynamic when you have a person here like in person and the conversation actually breathes right. a lot better. Right. Yeah. And that's that weird energy with fame, like seeing somebody you know, you're like, oh, I fucking know them. There's some weird different mm-hmm. energy in in that <laughs> environment. I almost took a I almost took a photo of Napoleon Dynamite's grandma. But why? What? What the fuck? For yeah, what? Yeah, to tell everybody yeah, else? Yeah. To prove to everybody else that I saw the person of fame? Well, and even weirder, like that I, would be a weird <laughs> motivation. That yeah. would be a, yeah. I wouldn't think of that. You know what I mean? Like, but that's a, what yeah. a lot of people do. That like mm-hmm. that was one of my first instincts. Mm-hmm. And like I had I experienced some of this on like the most minute level. So I was at the Joey Diaz show this past weekend, and he's a really famous comedian. Um, and tons of people. Oh yeah, know yeah, him. yeah, yeah. I think I saw that on Facebook. Uh huh. I right. saw you on of Facebook. Of course. <laughs> and I did the logo for his podcast, and I've done uh, a bunch of like art things with mm-hmm. him. Um, so some of his fans know who I am. So I was catching people like walking by and like eyeing me out and in acknowledging that there was some weird energy that a couple people knew who I was, not like bragging or like pretending uh-huh. that I'm famous or anything. <laughs> but they knew who I fucking was. And it's happened, like, in Vegas. Like, yeah. whenever I'm around the Rogan crowd, like, a couple oh, well, people yeah. will Rogan's recognize. Joe super famous, though. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. So like, I'll catch it. And I can't even imagine what it's like on the other side of that spectrum, having multitudes of people that are constantly. I literally saw this girl came uh-huh. up to Joey, and it, she looked like a deer in the headlights. It was really, yeah. it was creepy. And she was mm-hmm. drunk and like her, mm-hmm. she had a whole crew. They were all like taking photos afterwards and like really starstruck. But it looked like, you know, like in the movies when somebody gets uh, abducted by aliens and like the light shooting out of uh-huh. their eyes sure. and they just like float towards something. Mm-hmm. That's what it looked like. She just fucking like she just floated over him. to him. Like, and you could see she didn't know what to say, like was fumbling sure, over all sure. her words. And I could see that Joey's, like, one of the best people in uh-huh. the world. But, I mean, he's, a, like, a 300-pound old Cuban man. You know? Like, it, you wouldn't expect, like, a young 20-year-old to, like, attach to that. Uh-huh. To someone like him without that weird fame attachment. Yeah. Like, it's so strange. But I, yeah. I appreciate observing it. Yeah, anyway. but we all go through that in our own weird little way. You know, we all have mm-hmm. some weird perception of what some famous person's life's supposed to be like, and you know, the realities of what it really is like is totally different. Yeah, from, it's never the same. Yeah. Everyone's perspective, you know. Most people are just fucking assholes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, For sure, man. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, I was about bad. to say, when I first met Mike, I had that like, oh my God. Yeah, what see? Bring yeah. it, Lex. But now he's like the most realest person, like not even 
He's just pretty much just like me. So, like, oh, like everybody That's else. That's a compliment, oh, okay. right? Well, yeah, you're easy to relate to, and yeah, you know, I'm so out of touch right now. You know, what I mean, I'm, in I terms of what? Well, um, just like what's going on out there, you know, and who is famous and who isn't right now, probably. You know, I've been having this discussion, and it's funny. It's this thing, this show. That keeps me from sort of disengaging from some of that. And mm-hmm. I use the, I, that's also, I'm scapegoating the podcast. But on some level, I kind of need to keep up with things to be able to, to put out a show. Like, I kind of got to pay attention a little mm-hmm. bit. But I've really wanted to do, like, the, the hiatus. Like, just go rogue for a yeah, month somewhere. That's where I've been. You know, I've totally, I haven't, you know, actively done much showing my work in a long time i mean yeah that's something i want to talk about yeah i I mean you were super at the times that we were talking about so let's let's jump back again a little bit before we get too far about whatever you know so like i i felt like the time like the at some point you opened the muse gallery sure at the back of the yeah but that was just you know i had a friend uh, carolyn that opened the muse record store you know, and I then, feel like that was a pretty important little time period, at least. And you know, I could be projecting my own yeah, romanticism yeah, yeah, so. on things, but I feel like in the time in San Diego art, like I feel like that at, right around there was kind of a high water mark, and I haven't been very appreciative of things since. And I and I've talked about that a lot too. Like I, I don't have the same. I don't have the same reaction to art that I used to at that time period. Sure, like, because it wasn't, you know, like we had some. There were some big group shows that like were. Art's all I, about time and place yeah. to me. You know, there's a. I think a lot of people have trouble understanding what's good or bad or what's happening at the time, and I, I think it's really about time and place and what it is and who did it when and how. You know, it's like you put that together and. And that's why I think that moment was interesting because people weren't doing that kind of work. And I think probably everywhere in the country, in a way, right, you know, there was something new and different and people kind of went off and did their thing for a while. And it was, it was pure at that moment. Right. And you were, you were showing at that period of time a lot in Los Angeles at this sort of kind of. Oh, the old cannibal flower stuff. Like yeah. That. Yeah, sure. Like, in which we now see is like the, the, what Think Space has turned into and some of like what these LA galleries are doing. There's a, yeah. there's a correlate. You can kind in my eyes, anyway, I could see like a, a natural timeline of some of that stuff evolving into what now has become a sort of popular culture, like Gallery 1988 yeah. and yeah. like some of these galleries that are just, that focus on like big, pop art group shows it, just to use a defining term sure. which i don't like to do i sure. air quoted um are you looking at it like this is uh like my life from now on like you were really focused in the gallery scene and now you, you oh not at all man i mean i'm always to tell you the truth mike i mean I, I, this is where i think we um haven't had that sat down and had this yeah, long yeah, conversation yeah. Right. you know like i'm kind of a very in the moment type of person uh-huh. always you know, so at that time and now, I'm always just kind of like doing what I'm doing and not really, as much as I want to plan on the future and I want to do certain things, I'm always going to be where I'm at, you know. So do you feel like you're able to uh, not get attached 
Yeah, what I'm saying is back then it was an awesome pure moment and people were doing things and like Cannibal Fire was radical and or not radical but like interesting in its own um, moment in time, you know, because it was so just like, you know, it was in an old bank and there was that weirdo factor uh-huh. that was just, you know. See, special. okay, so from my perspective, since you have a decade on me, you know, like mm-hmm. a generation... I'm wondering if it looked like, for me, it looked like the, like I said, like a high water point of, in which I mean like a, like an ebb and flow, like a transition into some other type of thing, which I think like. I think that was probably for us though. You see what I mean? That's for me and you. I don't look at the whole scene at all like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that I was saw myself coming in kind of late to that, you right. know, but even though I might've you know, started early just by the time, you know, Mike, I'm not very professional. <laughs> I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't have, know. Like, I don't know if anybody actually is to be, I know, but I'm the worst, bro. I don't, I don't, I don't even have a website <laughs> up right now. You know, I'm just kind of like, I was just, my thing as an artist is to do art and to make objects and things and do what I want to do at that time. You know what I mean? Right. So like, as much as I was painting then, you know, I've tried so many different things since then. Right. And I, I'm kind of just been doing it for myself at this point. You know, I haven't actively been in a show in a long time. So is that by design? Is that kind by, I, you know, like a, like a, a fed upness? Is, uh, that, but I, is that a word? Yeah, fed upness? I, you know, <laughs> because I, let me say, because I feel like right now I'm. I'm 35. I feel like I'm reaching this point where I'm so fucking irritated and fed up with like trying to play this game of make everybody like me that I'm almost rebelling in doing and here's the theme, the theme, right? Lex over yeah, the yeah. last like 5 episodes has been like do what the fuck you want and I'm fighting this battle. If I'm going to be honest and open, I'm fighting this battle of I have to fucking pay my bills. I have to buy food and I have to do, and I have to buy <coughs> weed. Haha. <laughs> the essentials. And I have to do that by selling art. And sometimes when I'm taking risks and experimenting and doing the things that I want to do, those oftentimes in, in history, and I'm, I'm basing the past on what could be the now and the future. Uh, has not been the things that have been as marketable or as sellable as some of the other things that I've made that aren't as much fun that don't give me like it feels like uh, like work it feels uh, contrived it feels like it's uh, work that I've made over such a long period of time that it's like I'm just on a pattern like making some shit that I make and and I hope that was why you ultimately asked me on the show right now because for me, I felt like that a while ago. You know what I mean? I'm a total purist, Mike. You right. know what I mean? It's like, I don't bother to, you know, talk about it a whole lot because then it's kind of un- impure, you know, at that point. It, right. It's like, I have, um, you know, I, I just saw the beauty of something that I was involved in just kind of go towards, you know, artwork on coffee cups with bunnies and shit like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 and it's yeah. like, 
for me, it lost its moment. So it's like it was I kind of, you know, not that I was an important part of that or anything. You know, I just thought that maybe, you know, something could happen with it all. And I kind of dropped out of it knowing ultimately you asked if it was by design and ultimately it is. I mean, it's by design to say, hey, this is a point when I saw what was beautiful kind of become unbeautiful. And I'm going to just kind of drop out and do my thing and try to make something beautiful. And then when people stop worrying about being famous and where they were showing and all that kind of stuff and things get to some kind of point where it's, you know, pure again, then it's like, for me, I have to do that though. You know, it's like, and this is all my experience, obviously. So whatever other people have done, you know, art's a funny thing because we could do a painting and they could be the same painting, but one could be great and one could be garbage, right? Mm -hmm. And, And it's so about the individual. And I think that's where people get a little lost sometimes too. They don't understand, you know, and that's ultimately what I, it's hard for me to, um, you know, as much as I love the kind of lowbrow pop surrealism is really what I like to call it. I mean, as far as a term that everyone know, right. knew, I hate the terms and stuff like that too. It's so like, bad. It so, feels so dirty. Yeah, it's feel, I, I'm so afraid right now to just talk about like, oh my God, I'm going to just bash everything. But it's like, no, you um, can do whatever you want. No, I know, I know. But um, it, it had its moment when it was really, you know, in its place and time. Interesting. Southern California, I thought, was the place that it really started, you know. And it comes from all the surf culture and everything like that, right. too, you know. And um, it's like it had its moment. And then you drop out. And then when it gets kind of messy and gross and people do things maybe they shouldn't do. You know, and what I mean is this is like there's there used to be these funny like kind of rules of, you know, progressive art or whatever that you couldn't do this or do that. And then right. it was like someone like Keith Haring came along and said, no, I totally can. And he totally could. Right. You know, and then everyone kind of could. And it was still, you know, beautiful. But then it was like it kind of became gross. You know, right, it just, yeah. it just, which I, you could yeah. make the same analogies or metaphors with the modern day street art stuff. Like, especially with, you, you could probably make a lot of the same metaphors in Miami or Basel this week as well, I think. But uh, you know what I'm, I wanted to ask yeah. is like, okay, so I feel like a commonality amongst a lot of creative types is a need or want to, leave a legacy of something left behind mm-hmm. once you're you're gone uh is that is that not a, that's not really yeah that's not my yeah thing. from, from yeah. what you said it doesn't seem like yeah, it. But yeah so like one of my fears mm-hmm. if i'm to implant myself in the same type of situation is that like if i'm gone too long then it'll be too hard to get back in you know like and i feel like yeah, but Do you know what I mean? To get back into, you know what I mean? Like, what is the purpose? What's the success that you want to have? You know what I mean? Like, what, what, what's your goal? And then achieve that goal. If your goal is happiness and your goal is enjoying your time making your work, um, then that's the success, you know. And I just am a lucky person that has always found their way to make it somehow. Right. You know, it's just. Uh, I, 
coming on here, I thought a lot about like my old art statements or something that were uh-huh. um, something about my life being an experiment, and <laughs> yeah. that's what I'm doing. You know what I mean? And it's kind of not testing fate, but it's like just to live your life in that moment and just do your work. And that's what's important, I mean, in being an artist. I didn't right. really want to be an artist. An artist wasn't a dream for me that I had from the time I was a child that... I wanted to get there and do it. You know, it's See, I think that's my problem right there. Is that I implanted that in a, at a very young uh-huh. age in my own head that I gave myself a set of rules uh-huh. and like like a certain guideline yeah. that had to be taken. This is this comes back to my whole story, you know, why I'm doing what I'm doing too yeah. because you find yourself at a point where you know, um what's your goal? And what are you trying to do and how are you trying to live your life on a day-to-day basis, moment to moment? And what are you going to do with your time? Because that's all you have. Right. You know, and for me, uh, I lived in a small apartment and just worked, you know, and that was the joy for me. And there was times when, um, you know, I have such like faith in what I was doing and what I'm always doing that I'll like somehow make it. Right. You know what I mean? Something's going to happen and just by the fate of the universe, things are going to work out. Right. And this is this experimental thing I'm talking about. And it's like somehow it does work out, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I find the same thing. Like mm-hmm. it does usually mm-hmm. work out, but it, 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 I'll tell you, I'll be it, honest. The no, last... Everyone has their own path that they're following. Yeah. And that's the, you know, it's really hard for people to handle themselves, you know? Um, and, and a lot of the, you know, talking about dropping out of things and this and that, I, I never really explain this to people, but like, it's something that is, um, you know, groups of people get weird. And every group... <laughs> <laughs> There's no doubt about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So every group of person, you know, group of people, they're fighting with each other. It's really hard to... Um, you know, I would say I know so many people, you know, that are maybe friends or acquaintances of mine that I would talk to and hang out with or spend some kind of time with and interact with on some level right. that could never coexist together in the same room. Oh, yeah, that's the funnest. So yeah. let me ask you this then. Mm-hmm. Have you, throughout your life, kept certain friends separated? Not at all. No, I'd probably Not bring purposeful. people you, together okay, a you lot. Try to, yeah. You try to bond that, that weirdness? It, it was always kind of just a weird thing. Yeah. You know, that yeah, I... Yeah. Well, for one, it's it's interesting yeah. to recognize that to be able to consciously see. You, you just kind of it just kind of happens, but it's yeah. kind of like the gallery or something that just kind of happened. I had a friend had said, "Hey, why don't you? I have this big back room. Why don't you come put an art gallery in there?" Yeah. So I went and did that, and in that time, it was cool. You know what I mean? It was like for whoever was showing. You know, and I showed Mike Maxwell, didn't I? That's right. Uh, exactly. And look what he became. So, you know. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> well, we'll have to we, wait yeah, and yeah, see know, what, that, what the answer no, to that but, is. But just, just, you know, to do your work and, and love it, you know. And yeah, whatever and, that is. I've been gardening, you know. How great is gardening? Dude, I never is gardened it, and, and now I'm all about it, you know. Is it weird? Do you, I found when I did it a lot, I, I began looking at plants in a different, as like a different life form very strange yeah. to interact with them on a regular basis yeah. like almost you i almost looked at them not like pets but something kind of similar like if some you sort. ever did acid it's yeah like i that. did have yeah. a lot of acid <laughs> sure. because they start to look like the most interesting things in the world yeah which they right. are you know i think uh 
you talked about sort of I, I feel like there takes a level of confidence right to be like okay open to the experience like see what happens I feel like that shows in the work that you make too so is like your painting process uh, built in the same way are you are you building like and I, I don't know how much you want to describe but you know what I mean like I always saw like the work that you did as having a, a like a level of confidence and I wrote down that like uh, efficient brushstrokes was what mm-hmm. like was, was something that always stood out to okay. me and I think I learned a lot from you in terms of like color theory and like using efficient painting methods you see but you were learning from the wrong guy because I didn't really know what I was doing honestly Mike it was something that from the time I was a kid I knew I had some talent for it Right, and I right. never, I, as much as I did develop it, and I was always into it. It was like one of my first loves, probably my very first love, just as a human being, was just drawing and making things and building little projects and whatever that was. That's what I was into, you know. And right. then as I got older, I never really, you know, um, I didn't pursue it so much as it was not even a hobby. It was just something I did, you know. And then. I never thought about really being an artist. And then it just was like, you know, that's what I'm going to do with my life. Well, when, when was that change? When did you realize? I was like in, in my early 20s. Because I mean... You know, like 20. You had to somehow yeah. recognize that... Uh, I think I was, you know, I think I was 22 years old. I actually know like the day and time. I remember like the moment I was like, wow, you know, that's what I'm going to do with my life. Because Mike... Until that time, I'm living my life in the moment, just kind of not knowing what I'm doing. I used to just ditch school and go surfing all day. Sure. That's all I did. Yeah. You know, and, and I would draw all the time, too, and just hang out. And I, you know, n- you know, I not to brag, but I was like in the smartest kids classes and I just tested really high and I was super smart. My, my brothers and sisters were like scholars. OK. And they were all older than me. And when I was kind of growing up, I was like, I don't want to be like them in my own rebellious way. It's like, <laughs> I don't want to yeah. graduate high school. Fuck that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm going to just go surf and do whatever the fuck I want. And as crazy as that is, and I would say no one should listen to me. You know what I mean? And ever follow the path that I'm following in that way yeah. because I'm crazy or whatever. But well, it's really it funny works that, for me. It works for me somehow. It's funny that smart people and knuckleheads sometimes uh, exude the same behaviors. Sure. In that. Like, sure. you know, you'll have knuckleheads uh-huh. that are like, fuck this, this is bullshit, I'm out. And you'll have like really intelligent people who are bored with a, a ridiculous I, I system. So and you're like, yeah, this oh, is, yeah. And you of almost course. feel like... A, not to be like egotistical, but above it, like 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 your time is being mm-hmm. wasted, maybe. And I, I think maybe your time was already yeah. really valuable to you at that point. It was, it was really valuable. And and um, you know, what's so funny is, I dropped out of high school, and I remember going back there, and like all the teachers were just like, "Hey, Tim," like so nice to me. They'd never <laughs> been as. It was like, yeah. And I thought at that moment, like, oh, okay. I I didn't, you know. I, were it's you weird to say ass? you know you were smart or something like that, but I didn't realize that till I kind of got older. Even though my brothers and sisters were like geniuses, you right, know, right. Um, uh, I just never really thought about that, you yeah. know. And and I don't. I kind of come from a caveman point of view, you know. It's <laughs> like I saw them go their own way, and I went another, you know. And it's like yeah. I just kind of follow my heart and just live that way, and I'm still alive, and that's kind of what I do, you know. And Again, that's why it's important to me to come and like 
see you face to face and talk to someone because it's like why you know why not do it that way right or why not do whatever it is you're doing with your artwork that way yeah so that's why i want to so how does that translate well my artwork was always about you know i always felt really misunderstood in the way that um you know i'm not trying to make a pretty picture i'm just trying to express how i feel at this moment you know and i always thought like you can't you know express like expressionism you know express yourself that about this moment if you're not painting in that moment you know what i mean if it's if if it's something that i worked out and drew out and illustrated then that's what that was you know to me and then that's my own stupid idealistic approach to it but uh, you know it was like for me that's what painting is and and you know, I, I, you could paint a show and go, well, I know this is going to sell and this is going to sell because this is what people like, but I really right. wish they kind of appreciated this other one that, like, I'm looking at this painting that you did behind uh, behind you there. And right. it's like, there's so many elements that, you know, that's why I felt comfortable coming talking to you too, because it's like, I've always felt akin to you that um, you love to paint. I right. always yeah. knew that about you, you know, like yeah. the time that you, I, I could always see it in your eyes. Like, I just love to sit there and paint and make something and get lost in that which that's the love like that's that's where mm-hmm. it's not gross and dirty in a job it's and beautiful all the yeah and, and let me just say this too like for other people it is beautiful you see what i mean like someone yeah. else can that's what i was saying earlier like someone else can paint a painting that's something that to me it wouldn't be right to do but for them it is you yeah. know and i think right. of a lot of people come to mind you know that like they they fit in you know you're talking about think space and um kelly vivanco you know i remember meeting her at distinction gallery and like she was so humble and in her little studio and i thought man you would do really well because like people are gonna love what you're doing and sure enough she's done really well i think i mean i don't really pay attention to anything that's what sucks too i and that's where i don't fit into the group a lot of times it's just like i not that I just don't care in a way. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like I'm really and, – and I would wish people could, you know, be that way themselves too where it's not like this big weird thing. It's like we're, we're, we're looking towards something beautiful and pure. Right. It's weird. Like understanding all these different facets too. That's what's hard is people can't understand each other. Yeah. Know? That's part of – dude, this show has showed me after doing 127 episodes – how similar everybody is, but nobody fucking knows it. You know, like we're oh, particularly man. the creative sure. type. Oh folks. yeah, and you, and even yeah, anybody yeah. else can find one little thing that they're like, oh yeah, that's the same as me. It's it's a common story, like among all people. But we have all these different ideas. Like everything's perfect for one person. Like you know, there's a lot of animosity when it's when it becomes uh, competitive. You know? Oh yeah. And I mean, I still in my head I see people and in, in, if I'm being honest and being, and, and, you know, I try not to be negative and be like, oh, who's this and what's that. But I see people and I'm like, I'm a fucking better painter than them. Like, why? Well, like, why but, am I not getting something? You know? And I know when I when I say it in uh-huh. my head, I'm like, that's why. Know, honestly, Mike. That's but why, if I'm being honest, yeah. you know, and I don't act on it, you know, it's but it's in there. That was another part of my old statement was that I just want to be honest. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you can't be honest, then I didn't want to be part of it. And, and that's just <laughs> yeah. that. That's again, this is me making weird decisions 
about life that most people don't and doing things for weird motivations. Why yeah. am I doing what I'm doing? And I've always thought that's so interesting about art too. Like, why are you doing it? And then that's what mixes people up again. Yeah. You know, so that's something I to find me, too. I would be like, just do what you're doing and, and light and love it. And then if it things, you know, for me, I felt like I just wasn't into that scene. Right. You know what I mean, I, you know, you get to a certain point and you realize, well, I don't want to just like decorate someone's house. You know, I want to paint what I'm painting and, and to have faith in what I'm doing, just go, you know what? I'm just going to do it on my own and see what happens. And believe me, Mike, it's the best thing you could ever do in the way that it's, you find other things that you want to do that you never even knew you wanted to do. Right. And I ha I have, and that's where as I'm much at as right I, now. as yeah. much as I say that I have been doing those things, like, okay, just saying, fuck it. Like I have an abstract uh, piece out on know, the porch uh, that like, I'm, I'm Mike, literally fighting yeah, myself. That's another reason I came on here because I really like, I saw what you're doing and I thought, okay, Mike Maxwell just did this piece that to me, it's like showing painting. You know what I mean? It's like you painted something and wiped it off. And then you sprayed over it. I mean, it's not something that someone's going to, you know, there's a quality to it that's beyond decorative. And it's a quality that's painting. And to me, that's what was always interesting. Okay. And I always felt like, you know, a lot of collectors and stuff, they don't paint. You know what I mean? And it's like they're judging something that they don't really understand completely. Right. And I hate to say that, but I, I can't care. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I have to just like, again, you have to be honest. You have to just do what you're doing. And for me, right choice. For someone else, wrong choice. You right. know, and, and I'm not envious of someone who can be successful that way, but there's a little part of me that is. You know, it's like, wow. But that's not what I do. You know what right. I mean? And it's like the other thing is with me, it's like I've – find a way to make it anyway because I'm lucky or something yeah it's weird like I, I like I said like putting early like a, a, uh, importance on something like I have the I for myself I have a, a big fear of failure like there's something inside that just feels like a knife in the heart if I set up a, like certain expectations for something and I feel like that's one of the key things is I, I've now I'm trying to focus on not having serious ex expectations of what something's supposed to be, Mike. But you 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 hit on it before, which was the fear. You know right, what I mean? Yeah, Don't yeah. be afraid, and that's where I'm crazy or stupid or whatever it is. Or I I just I, I re I've always realized that I'm not as afraid as other people. You know what I mean? Like you would love me in the way that when I'm a kid, it's like the system of school or whatever. You got to get good grades or you're never going to make it in life. Right, right, you know, yeah. like to me, it's like, that's bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? At, at whatever age it was from the beginning, you know, I was right. like, I just, because I saw again, like my brothers and sisters who had got straight A's, you know, and were like academic scholarships to wherever they wanted to go, you know, on sheer grades. And it's like, um, I just went the other way and it was just like, just to be, maybe I'm or, or not, maybe I'm a caveman of some kind, you know what I mean? And yeah, I just I don't know it. what to do. And I just, I just, you got some of the my heart. chromosomes. In I there. do. I mean, not that I don't <laughs> think things through, not that I don't think things through, but like, uh, 
you know, I just act. Well, on, it's funny. I feel like on I'm, impulse sometimes. I'm that same way, but I I have like I I feel like I can face my fears and just go for it. Uh, but I I think what I'm saying is that I'm acknowledging that they exist inside. You know, and could in, oh, they're there could potentially cause it's, it's stress and other factors. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. And the fear is there, just like everything else. It's just that it's dealt with in a different way. And yeah. and something like um, uh, how did you, you defy authority early? Sure, yeah. sure. I, did. I think that's the key. Yeah, is early defiance of what? Yeah, like breaking down the the perceptions of what authority is. That might come from acid too, because I, I feel no, like no, I, that was long before acid. You know, this is right from the cradle or whatever. Yeah. I was always kind of that way, you know. But I, I think that it's a one of those stepping stones. Uh, well, that's why I felt like art was right for me too. Just yeah. in that, the other thing is, is art was that love. You know what I mean? It's like you get to a certain point in life, and you're like, wait a minute, it's not what everyone told me it is. This is just kind of this crazy thing that no one understands and no one has the answers to. And <laughs> Which is very akin to life in general. That's what I'm saying. That's what <laughs> I'm, I mean, You realize what life is. You're like, well, okay, here it is. No answers, no anything. We're just kind of all hanging out here trying to make it through the day. <laughs> so I'm going to make it through the day the way I want to make it through the day. And, and whatever that is, if it's going surfing or going um, hanging out with my friends or painting or doing whatever it is I do with my time. That's what's important to me, you know. So you, do you ever see yourself like, do you, do you feel like you have the capability to stop painting? Like, is that something? I haven't been painting too much. I, I paint a lot with what I do, uh-huh. you know, so I am painting. But I've been working in other mediums a lot. Like you know? what? Well, I got really into miniatures for a couple of years. Um, which was something I used to do when I was a child at different times. I, I had done it a little bit as an adult, maybe when I was like between 27 and 30 years old or something, I did a bunch of like sculptural stuff. Um, but I, um, like what type like figurative? Well, just like assemblage type things, you know, like putting together bits and pieces of found object and making things out of them. Okay. Um, and then I, um, where was I there? Making things. Well, no. Okay, the the, the miniatures. Like yeah, yeah, doing sculptures and I mean yeah, other no, no, other I, mediums in well, general. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So so I just started um, doing the miniatures and like what what it was was this. It was like kind of a reflection of childhood and saying you know this is something I really love doing and I've seen some people doing it and I think I could do it in an interesting way. Yeah. And um, so I just got really into that for like a year or two, you know, and just like started to figure out how to do it. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. on a level where, you know, I, I made these houses, I could drop them off the, you know, drop them 10 feet and they bounce off the ground, oh, nice. but they're still miniatures and they're all made from scratch. And I just kind of put together a system of how to do it. And, um, so does that become part I haven't of really shown anything? I is, showed one piece, one small little piece that I kind of threw together that was not the main body of anything I did. And, um, it was just like, I don't want to go half cocked on medium too and start showing it. I, it's like, I, I just got into right. miniatures and like said, Hey, you know, I really want to take this seriously. So I did it for a while and never re- showed one piece. And then I just kind of put that 
aside, you know, and now I have like a whole, you know, system in place for it. But then I got into a totally different medium. I I don't know know if if I'm talking about. Is it that, is it that puzzle that becomes? Yes. So like painting, you kind of, you figured out the puzzle. You can make a bunch of more intricate, detailed puzzles. But then you know the puzzle game, and you got to start in sure. a new game. Yeah, it's kind of like um, you know figuring something out and learning is kind of my junkiness. You know yeah, what I mean? Like I, I want to just learn how to do things, and I've always kind of been like that. And people kind of used to tease me about it and be like, "Oh, what are you into now?" But <laughs> um, you know, there's certain things like painting or art just in general that always interested me. And, and then as I got older, it was like, really, I obviously got obsessed with art and doing art. Are you still surfing all the time? No, I have, you know, I moved to long beach and I just didn't surf. I I twisted my ankle a couple years back and then, um, just fell off a skateboard like an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, it's harder to recover as you, yeah, uh, you totally, man. I was just lying there in the alleyway, like, my leg twisted uh, around. No. It was okay. I, I I I didn't go to the hospital, but I just went on YouTube and f- checked it out and figured out what I did. So <laughs> was it a let street, it ride? Was it no? A what I do? I burst my kind of like tendon in a way. Oh yeah. Or yeah, I, yeah. I, I I burst my ankle. It was all bloody on the bottom and stuff. Ugh. Not blood didn't come out, but it was it like the bruise, the bruise on my skin. It yeah. was there for a long time, but um. Yeah, I. Uh, I've been having the same thing with you. I haven't been surfing. I've been doing other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What about uh, so? Uh, there's just things I I go. Gosh, am I going to tell Mike? About yeah, what I'm let's doing? know because <laughs> so here's here's why. I okay, ask. I could ca- talk about a few subjects, Mike. There's a few things that I could rattle on about, and they're hobbies of mine or something. Yeah. Or well, I I really wanted to get into writing. So like that's okay. so a totally mm-hmm. different medium than what I've been doing. So I'm curious how it works for other people. If like because I've figured the puzzle out, like I, I want some new puzzles to fucking figure out. Sure, so, but but it should all be part. But it's of all what you're different doing. things. It should yeah. all be part of what you're doing, Mike yeah. Maxwell. What is Mike Maxwell doing? He's aging. Then, That's what's happening. Yeah, He's but aging. don't worry about all that, dude. <laughs> just 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 do your thing and and love it. And that's the game to me. I mean, I, I think a lot of people. And, and this is not against what they're doing, but it, it's about a career. It's about, hey, I want to, like, make it. And yeah. for me, that was never what happened. I mean, I just kind of came along. And, I mean, there was. You know, when I was younger, maybe you, you get a time and you you're you have these goals that you're set on and you're going after them. But then it's like, it's like anything. Are you going to learn? Or are you just going to stick with this, like, dream that you had that I didn't? wasn't my dream you know that's the thing too it's like i started painting as like reluctantly like like okay i'm gonna do this you know what i mean and it's like i'm gonna throw my life down the tube (laughs) and be an artist yeah and to me i saw it from i mean dude you know it's like your family doesn't want to hear that no one wants to hear that and it's like why do you do something like that i don't know but it's like if you if you just do it and you have to do it, then you're good. And that's kind of what I've done with what I'm doing. And, and it's satisfying. That's the best way to put it. And, and I heard a little bit of the podcast you did before that were like maybe touching on that too, where yeah. you're like finding yourself going like, hey. And a lot of people saying, I love making art. Right. But dealing yeah. with all the bullshit 
is not the fun part. That's exactly. And, so and then realizing why can't you just make the art? You know, why can't you just do what you're doing? And, and to me, that's pure. You know what I mean? And, and I've gotten so lost, bro. I have been into gardening. I've been into... What are you gardening? What's I'm your favorite just, shit? I have... I, you know, the, the universe threw me a break. And I ended up with this giant house. Nice. And a giant yard. That so you got a lot of room empty. to grow? I have a huge space to grow in. And um, me and my girlfriend just kind of ended up in the backyard. You know? We got this place. And it's like... We started pulling weeds and turn this big empty lot into our garden you know and, but and of course there's it's more complicated than that i i, I got all obsessed with gardening and watching <laughs> garden shows and garden design <laughs> and just got great. totally lost you know and i had this giant space and i'm like man you know i'm gonna have different kind of gardens within my yard and my whole yard could just be this crazy um awesome garden that i can walk around in and do you have a sweet compost pile i do yeah nice i have an awesome compost pile i pee on it sometimes nice <laughs> that's fucking rad i had this bucket that i called the black gold that was just this bubbly mm -hmm. like evil like goblin uh -huh. of the best compost ever you can you know i've there's a couple places that i won't give away that i can go and get mushroom compost Oh, nice. And it's free, and you can just fill the back of my truck up, and it's not too far. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. So again, what's your what's your favorite plant that you have out in the? Oh uh, man, I I've just, just been growing. I've been come planting. On. I know you got I, one I have, that you're like. I grow no, this one the best. Um, no, I've been planting trees and things. Oh, like tree, that. yeah. Nice. And I've had some vegetables. I've had tomatoes and squash, and um, I have some Brussels sprouts. Those are the ones I'm into right now. You're into. See, no, I knew yeah, there yeah. was one. The that, one like, I'm into right now is my Brussels sprouts. I have some lettuce. People and who... I have some red onions. I mean, just little silly stuff. You got to understand, it's like, it's like like anything. I don't know anything about gardening. Yeah. So, it's been like a crash course on gardening. You know, trying to figure it all out. And between me and my girlfriend, who is kind of like a biologist in her own way, uh -huh. you know, with what she does, um, we figured out. And I have puppies. Sweet. I have two puppies, dude. Yeah, I have a Boston nice. Terrier. I have, I have right chickens. Now. I have. 12 chickens. Uh, eating eggs all the eggs. time? Yeah, um, shit. A lot of them are fertilized right now. And, and, uh, and, and, they got, they you got know, their hump on? Yeah, and, and I can only have six chickens, so I'm going to eat some chickens. Okay. And I know that might well, hurt some people. but That's the nature uh, of, no. of Self-sustaining, dude. <clears throat> what now? Is that what you're going for, self-sustaining? Um, You know, it's so weird. I'm kind of ironically living the hipster fantasy, even though it's something I never set out to do. <laughs> I have like chickens and I was thinking about getting rabbits because I do like meat and it, it's um not at all, you know, it, it's definitely not to save the world or anything. Strangely, it's just kind of for fun. Like it's something that I've done as a child. I always had lots of pets uh -huh. and things like that. I was always into, I had like reptiles and um, birds and turtles and fish and whatever you could have you know dogs and cats right. and bunnies and different things so it's like to me when i got this space one of the first things we did was just got some chickens we thought like wow you know that would be cool i i didn't realize that it was like hip to have chickens it's like a Until thing now. I, it, it, no it has been a thing for yeah. a while i think yeah huh interesting well that's good i mean yeah you know i i had uh one of my neighbors when i i lived in crest in the east county and i had a little house out there before oh, nice. yeah 
before the space here, so I can't, unfortunately can't uh, garden now. But they had chickens. They were eating eggs every day. And then I got a bunch of clippings from them, too, to start my, my I almost garden. brought you eggs. But, you know, the problem is right now is that they're kind of getting fertilized. Yeah, so, I'm not down with the yeah. balut. Is that what that's called? No, not like that. Balut. Just a little tiny dot sometimes, you know. But when you get one that's a little bit more fertilized, you can see yeah, why it's Yeah, it feels gross. a little yeah. creepy that way. Well, yeah, uh, a lot of them aren't right now for some reason. But we have a rooster in there. Shooting blanks? The rooster's not... No, he's he's shoot, not shooting blanks. He's, he's definitely... <laughs> <laughs> Is that motherfucker wake you up? Rate. What now? Does that motherfucker wake you up every morning? No, he's not gotten that old. So they only start fucking... They crow after a while. Yeah, they, yeah. they I think have to be over a year. Man, I, when I lived in Crest... So we had the neighbor had chickens... Uh, and then he got a rooster, and the rooster, I feel like the rooster came up from one of the other houses or somewhere like the neighboring yard, and in the morning, he would come up and climb up in the tree right next to my fucking house and just talk shit for an hour. <laughs> and yeah, they're so loud, dude. I think he got killed by somebody. I, didn't, I don't know who, but I think gonna one die. of the other neighbors caught it. No, chickens are going to die at my house, but that's how it goes, you know? it's interesting to um, raise chickens and do things like that and want to like, you know, rabbits, I guess, are the thing to raise. If you want to eat meat, you know. Yeah, Vice did one of those episodes, like the Oakland hipsters, like Uh some gnarly biker dudes. I totally become that, and it's it's not at all was my goal. Well, did you have, like, you you mentioned having all the pets. Did you have, like, a rural upbringing at all? Not really, no. I, I... because it sounds like it's almost a natural transition for you. No, it was time. something I loved. You know, I grew up in Studio City where it was like Yeah, I guess all it, the cement. exact opposite. It was all cement. Fake and then palm trees. we moved to Escondido. And there was like little creeks and stuff. And to me, you know... Um, Which is like a mountain town, mm-hmm. a, a mountainous region, the, farm, agricultural. Is that fair to say? Or Escondido? Um, kind of. It was back then. I mean, we moved there in like the 70s, the late yeah. 70s. So... Yeah. Um, it, it, it was avocados and stuff like that, but it's, yeah. it's given away to just whatever it is now, you know, but, um, the, the pets and the things like that, I think, you know, my parents used to take me fishing when I was a kid right. and I just loved fishing and I loved being in the mountains and I loved yeah. the water and things like that. That's kind of thing. I think like surfing's kind of like that too, you know, like some yeah. people, Stoner people, they say. That's what Adam Carolla, I've heard him say that. That stoners stoner. are drawn to the water. I don't, I don't know what it would have to do with getting stoned, but I think I think most of us are. On, yeah. Maybe it's on some, like, oh, DNA totally genetic, course, yeah, back yeah. to back to the yeah. motherland. Sure, where, that's kind of what I get really into, came. you know. I get to, into understanding everything in the world as much as I can. Yeah. Even though I know there's no point in it, kind of. Yeah, just make the puzzle as difficult as possible. Sure, well, not as difficult. That's <laughs> I do that. I do that. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I do make t- the puzzle difficult, but you know, sometimes there's a method to the madness or whatever. Right. So, have you decided to make, or have you think there's chances of you focusing any significant more time on painting again? Oh, of course. Oh, dude, uh, I've actually painted a lot, you know, over the years that I've just never shown anyone. I mean, even close friends of mine have just kind of like... Do you feel like that's kind of like a beneficial way? Like, if you do want to show, you're like, look at this No, not body. at all, not at all. No, I felt like I felt like it comes back to what we were talking about earlier with the time and place. And then 
it was like, you know, I want to try these different things and I want to do whatever I want in a way. I mean, it's totally selfish and it's lame, but it's like, that's realistic and honest. Like I want to paint and make the art that I want to make that comes from my heart or whatever. Right. And then let it find its way. And, you know, it's not a professional point of view and it's not, it's totally (laughs) idealistic, you know, it's totally romantic and idealistic, but that's kind of what I've always felt like my little purpose was as an artist was to be that guy because, uh, see, I don't want to sound, you know, (laughs) but it's like, who else is going to do it? So I'm doing it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not afraid of failing. And I'm not afraid of whatever comes in front of me. You know what I mean? So I'm just going to be an artist the way that I want to be one and enjoy that part of it. And whatever that means, it, it, it's incidental to, to me in that that's how I'm doing it, you know. Yeah. And it makes sense to me. I think that's a good spot. Where are yeah. we at? We're at 58. Yeah, I think that's perfect. Wow. Let's um if people want to go and find you on the interwebs since we've talked so much about you know, interpersonal man, relationships, can people find You know, I, I, I set out to kind of not promote anything today. I just wanted to come You don't have to promote anything. I know I'm not. And, and it's like I I decided that But when when I post this I will promote about you. That's okay. That's okay. I just wanted to come and kind of um throw myself into this and talk to you and yeah man it was spill, great spill my guts out a little bit yeah yeah it was good you yeah. feel good about it sure awesome sure. tim thanks so yeah, much buddy. for uh for coming over awesome. and uh shooting the shit with thank us you. i appreciate it. we can do real life dap oh no let's in person not do that. no let's dap come on bring it uh, all do the way explode no no it, we're so okay, solid we it just stays together boom okay all but right. there's a little boom from the sound <laughs> <laughs> Success.